My mother told me I was born talking. And so for me, networking is pretty easy. But I recognize it does not come natural to everyone. That's why I sat down with Raven Richardson to talk about networking from her perspective, some of the lessons she's learned as a newbie to the networking community. If you're a novice networker or if you just don't love networking, this is one episode you don't want to miss. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeck, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about networking. Sitting with me is Raven Richardson, one of the members of our web design team. Hey, Raven. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Raven, I love networking. How about (laughs) you? I will honestly say that I'm not the biggest fan of networking, but as I've come to practice more often, at least go once a month, and I'm a little bit more comfortable. So as you were getting started on your networking journey, what were some of the things that you did that kind of helped you maybe a little bit get over some of that hump? Well, when I started networking, I considered myself to be more of the clinger type wallflower, kind of mixed the two. I kind of stuck to the people I knew, didn't really venture out, so I kind of pushed myself as I networked more to meet new people and try to have those conversations. You actually self-described, a little bit of a clinger, wallflower, please don't make me go in there. (laughs) And that's okay. And I think you really have worked on developing more of those skills, but I think you've kind of identified several different types of networkers as you've gone to these events. Mm -hmm. The first one I'll start to talk about is the wallflower, which is the common one for the introverts. They don't really want to step outside their comfort zone. They want to get the feel for the place and really just kind of watch how everything's working and maybe the next time they'll be a little bit more interactive, but definitely going to be a little bit more quiet and timid. So with the wallflower, if that if you figure out that's really who you are, mm-hmm. what's one thing that a wallflower can do to maybe make the system more productive for them? For the wallflower, I would advise them to take like a buddy who's more extroverted, who has a little bit more comfortable with talking to people, and it'll help them kind of get their feet wet and start those conversations a little bit easier. Cool. All right, so your second type of networker. The networker is the clinger. And the clingers, the ones who see that fam- sees that familiar face, and they uh, like automatically connect to that person, and they kind of gravitate the familiar faces, and they don't want to step out of those boundaries and that comfort zone. So they tend to always talk to the same people, which is fine for a little bit. But if you're coming to a networking event, and what you really want to do is meet new people, you're going to kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the goal is definitely to make those connections. So if you're always talking to the same people. You're not really expanding, you know, the type of connections you can possibly make. I always talk to folks when I teach networking classes about doing kind of the sort of the figure eight where you start next to each other, you split up and you walk around the room and find Mm -hmm. somebody new to talk to and then you come back and Mm -hmm. maybe you introduce someone that you met to like a nice pass off Mm -hmm. and for the clinger I would advise them to have like a goal set so they go in there um, thinking that they're going to have maybe three meaningful conversations so they feel productive that they didn't waste their time Mm -hmm. cool I'm going to stop here and just interject that if you're feeling like networking doesn't work for you following some of Raven's suggestions can definitely (laughs) help 
Raven, what's next? Well, this is someone I actually run into quite often, and this type of networker is the hustler. <laughs> it's the person who has you in their sights and they're coming after you. They have the goal in mind. They want you to get their business card. They're selling you something, and it's very short-term conversation, not that deep. So you kind of tend to find those at every networking event. And so you try to balance. If you feel like you're the hustler and you just want to get your name out there, the company out there, then you kind of have to find that limit to let's have a meaningful conversation. Let's not just sell quickly. I always tell people that you're not going to you're not going to sell everything over stale Danish and rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. If you're si- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're sitting there, you're eating, you're not going to make that sale. Mm-hmm. And so dial it back and give yourself permission to say, you know what? Let's just have a conversation and figure out if it makes sense for us mm-hmm. to have a longer conversation at a later date. Right. You want to definitely see if you have that mutual interest. You know, what can I benefit off of meeting this person? What can they benefit off of me instead of just me, me, me? So that would be my tip to progressing. And so when you are faced with the hustler and you are not the hustler, (laughs) what do you do? How do you gracefully get out of that? That's a difficult one because the hustlers are very adamant and they are going to follow up as soon as they can, especially if you give a little peak of an interest. And I actually experienced that with an Arbonne spokesperson, they're going to see that you have good quality, that maybe you can work with them. And so once you kind of feel like you're kind of trapped, then you want to kind of have your you know site set on something new and kind of do that like, oh, let's exchange business cards. And if we have, you know, fit in the future, then we'll stay, have that connection. But if not, you kind of want to clean, cut off, don't give them a little hint of you're interested because they will follow up for the next month and they will not leave you alone. Absolutely. And you know, I think it's good to be very upfront with someone. You know, I appreciate that you are a fabulous financial planner. Mm -hmm. Please understand, I have an existing relationship and I'm not interested in changing. So I want to be respectful of your time. Mm -hmm. I also don't want you wasting mine, but I, you know, I put it back on them. Look, I'm really looking out for you. I don't want you to follow up four times when I already know this isn't going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely hard. Uh, being in the Midwest, like everyone's so nice, and they don't want to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. or make you feel like your business isn't worth it, but you just have to be very strict and blunt and to the point, like you said. Yeah, and again, I think you're really doing the other person a favor. If you know it's not going to go anywhere, thank you so much. I, I'm happy to you know, have conversations with you here. But I'm not going to be an Arbonne salesperson, mm-hmm. so I don't know that it makes sense for us to meet. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, last last networker. Who else is on your list? So we have the social butterfly, and this is the type of networker who feels like they know everyone. You kind of see them floating through the room. They're all smiles, and once you talk to a social butterfly, it's not exactly as deep of a conversation. It's kind of short because they're already seeing who they want to talk to mm-hmm. next. So if you feel like you're the social butterfly, I would say to have that goal of having maybe two to three you know, deep conversations, kind of see if you meet someone that you can have a mutual interest with and not just rank up dozens and, you know, not really remembering anyone's name, so. And, you know, that's hard when you walk into a room and you know a lot of people. If, mm-hmm. Like, when I go to a networking event where I know a lot of people, I'm going to start to feel like that. 
And so it's really, I think, important to pause a little bit Mm -hmm. and ask that extra question before you move on. Mm -hmm. And I've had some of my best conversations when I do, when I pause and just say, okay, so who do you know here? Who can I introduce you to? So take advantage of the fact that you are a social butterfly and Mm -hmm. play matchmaker. Mm -hmm. That would be excellent skill set to have. And um, the final, I would say, is a confident networker. And I feel like they have a balance of everything. They mm-hmm. can, if they're in a new environment, they'll kind of gauge the room. They'll kind of have that hustle mentality where, like, oh, I want to get to know people. I want them to know me. Let's have a mutual interest. They have that social butterfly intuition as well. And they're not too overbearing. They have great timing mm-hmm. so they can tell if, you know, this conversation is great or, you know, let me step away. And so overall, they're just very confident and you just kind of want to get to know them and be more like them, kind of like you, Lorraine, <laughs> like you are, I feel like you're the perfect networker, so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> perfect, but okay, yeah, we'll take that today. <laughs> you know, you've got all these different types and so you go to networking, you have a productive conversation. What's the last thing that you need to do to make it worthwhile? What do you do when you get back to your office? You definitely want to have that follow-up, especially if you feel like you've made a mutual connection. Depending on what you're comfortable with, maybe it's a couple days, maybe it's a few days, and if you're really interested in someone, you know, asking them out for coffee or just sending them a nice email, hey, it was nice to meet you, because the basic of networking is just making connections and building those relationships. And you don't want to go there and feel like you have nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. So you want to stay committed to the goal that you had and have a productive week and follow up with those people. Absolutely. I used to tell people that they really needed to follow up within about 48 hours because we forget. You know, Mm -hmm. three and four days go by and a lot of things happen. And so giving yourself that objective of, okay, I came home from the networking event and in a couple days, two, I'm going to make sure I send a nice follow-up note, Mm -hmm. connect on LinkedIn, do something that kind of moves that connection forward. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, I've left a networking event with maybe 10 to 12 business cards and I'm like, oh wait, which was the one that I really enjoy talking Mm -hmm. to? So now I have the habit of, if I have like a panel kind of mark, it or I put it in like a separate section mm-hmm. to where I know I want to reach out. And I think the more you do it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. Raven, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me and talking about this because I feel like it's something that I've gotten better at mm-hmm. and still improving every time I go meet someone and without, you know, you pushing me and stri- <laughs> you know to do better and I wouldn't be as comfortable as I am today. Cool. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about Raven's networking adventures. She's got some great blog posts on roundpeg.biz. Be sure to read them. Look for her different networking handshakes. That's probably one of my favorites. Very fun. I love If you've enjoyed today's conversation, listen to another one. They're short. Share it with a friend. Leave a review on iTunes. This has been another episode of More Than a